Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Senate border deal has been killed. The Wall Street Journal came out in support of it, saying that it was the most restrictive migrant legislation in decades. But a lot of conservatives have raised concerns that it would have allowed thousands of illegal immigrants to cross the border per day, which would essentially codify an invasion in perpetuity. So what's the truth? We'll ask Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin that question. We'll also get his take on more funding for Ukraine. We already don't know where some of the weapons and ammunition have gone. So why do we keep giving them more money? We'll get his take on that. He's also recently took some heat for speaking at a Capitol Hill screening about January 6th. What really happened that day? Also, as more and more Americans are making the choice not to get the COVID vaccine, what should you know about that? And lastly, is it time for Mitch McConnell to go? So much and more with the great Senator Ron Johnson. I promise you, you're not going to want to miss this conversation. Well, Senator Johnson, it's always an honor to have you on the show. I, I'm really looking forward to, to getting your thoughts on a whole bunch of things that are happening in the country and around the world right now, because it's a mess. <laughs> Alicia, uh, happy to be on. Hope you're doing well. Thank you. So, Senator, it looks like the border deal has been killed. Uh, what should people know about it? Well, first of all, I think you need to start out by understanding that uh, the Supreme Court even ruled that the current law in place exudes deference to the executive, to the president, when it comes to immigration. And President Trump used that executive authority. Now, there's a lot of resistance. You always have leftist open border groups that are challenging him in court, so it wasn't easy sailing for him. But he used that authority under existing law and secured the border. Uh, President Biden, when he got into office, used that same authority, that deference, and he opened up the border. He reversed all of President Trump's executive actions. So the first thing everybody needs to know is that there are laws that are existing that would allow a president to secure the border. And the other thing they ought to know is that it would be so much easier for a Democrat president. You're not going to have right-wing groups running to court challenging a Democrat president 
to try and keep him from closing the border. Uh, you might have still have left-wing groups, but what a Democrat president would have then is Republicans in Congress who would be more than willing to pass laws to override bad court rulings or clarify something that is being challenged in the court if, if it needs to be clarified. So a Democrat president would have a great, great deal of support to secure the border, to use all that executive authority that the Supreme Court said exudes deference to the executive uh, versus Republican president is just, you know, he's got to fight tooth and nail to do what President Trump ended up doing. He secured the border. So that's the first thing people need to understand about it. The fatal flaw, the blunder of Leader McConnell was taking an issue that the vast majority of Americans agree with Republicans and conservatives on, securing the border. And rather than have that public discussion, lay out the reality that I just laid out for you, that the, you know, the, the Biden, uh, President Biden caused this. He wants an open border. His Democrat colleagues in Congress want an open border. Instead of making that public case and making that offer, listen, you, you think you need more authority? You tell us what it is, we'll give it to you. Instead, he entered into secret negotiations, uh, which resulted in a complex, I called it Rube Goldberg mess, that literally did more harm than good. It codified an awful lot of President Biden's open border policies. Uh, it would have removed executive authority. And, and here's how it would have done that. You know, you've heard these, you know, 5,000, 4,000 uh, average daily illegal immigrant flows thresholds, right? Yes. So 5,000 is mandatory. You got to seal the border, right? Stop processing asylum claims, is what they're talking about there. 4,000, it was discretionary. That would be dangerous because the president already has the discretion to stop people entering this country. The president already has that authority. So by codifying that authority, you're basically implying, well, the president really doesn't have it. We have to give it to him. And he doesn't even have it till the flow is, you know, averaging 4,000 a day. And even worse, it only gives him that authority for three years, and then that goes away. It's temporary. So there's two ways in which this bill dramatically undermines a, a serious president, you know, one who's serious about securing the border, undermines his ability to do so. So again, just right there, it does far more harm than any good it might by increasing the asylum standards slightly from significant, you know, possibility of being persecuted to uh, reasonable. I mean, I, I don't is get it, the distinction there at all. I mean, that's a difference without a distinction. Or, is or, it a or, trap then? Because yeah. do, do, do you think Biden's goal with this was he, he knew it wouldn't get passed, so then he can say, you know what, I tried. I tried to do a border deal. It's on Republicans, you know, as he heads into the election day. It absolutely was a trap. It was so obvious. I've been warning my colleagues since the start of this, guys, you know, now that Mitch has taken us down this path, we've got to come develop a strategy so we don't get blamed for this thing. Uh, you know, again, I was always hoping maybe, maybe there'd be a, a, a good bill at the end. But yeah, McConnell also took off the table what we, were dis what we discussed repeatedly in conference that I think had at least a majority support in the Senate Republican conference by... You know, the fact that this is a lawless president, you can't trust him to implement anything we pass. So we need some kind of enforcement mechanism. And John Hoven was the one that was really pointing this out. And, you know, I, I 
understood really how brilliant that comment was. And I said, okay, what we probably do is make Ukraine funding contingent on him actually securing the border. You know, put in metrics, make him decrease immigration over the course of 12 months. He gets 5 billion bucks a month. And we would enforce, you know, we'd actually use that Ukraine funding as a cudgel to force this president who wants an open border, who caused a problem to actually secure the border. Unbeknownst to us, without discussing it at all, even though we discussed this repeatedly, and you can see a great deal of support in the conference, McConnell basically you know, told Langford that's not even on the table. And we confirmed that with, with Senator Sinema, who said, well, James never asked for that. So again, don't blame James Langford. I mean, he's, he's knowledgeable about this. He gets along with Del- Democrats. I can understand why you'd want him negotiating this. But the, the, you know, the, the negotiating mastermind, the strategic mastermind behind this debacle was Leader McConnell. Is it time for him to go? Well, I, I thought it was time for him to go at the start of this Congress, which is why I helped lead the effort. And, you know, God bless Rick Scott for stepping on the plate and, and actually running for leader. Uh, but that failed. I mean, we, we got 10 votes for Rick and 39 for Leader McConnell. You know, the, the only thing that's so what I find confusing is you've got the Wall Street Journal on this bill that came out and said this is the most restrictive migrant legislation in decades, that it's almost entirely a border security bill. You've got the National Border Patrol Council, which endorsed Trump in 2020, that said that it would drop illegal border crossings nationwide. Why? Why did they go along with it? Are, are, are they wrong? Well, first of all, they may be true. So maybe we'll come down from 10,000 to... 4,000 a day. And that's my concern. I think we normalize illegal immigrants at just under 4,000 a day, maybe slightly under five. I mean, who knows? But it'll be thousands a day. And remember, Jay Johnson said a thousand a day overwhelmed the system. So you would start normalizing it at that. Uh, the Border Patrol, listen, I mean, we, we love those guys. They're, they're, they're drowning. They're not being allowed to enforce the border. But, you know, unions, I mean, what are they always looking for? More pay and more members. So there's more union dues, right? Well, this bill gives them both overtime pay, and it hires a lot more Border Patrol agents, which, think about that. You spend billions of dollars to hire more Border Patrol agents so you can handle a normalized flow of thousands of people a day. Wouldn't the better solution be to bring illegal immigration down to a trickle? It also spends billions of dollars on sanctuary cities. So the better you take care of migrants that are here, they've all got cell phones. So they'll call back and say, hey, that, that was a breeze. I mean, I, 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 crossed, I walked across the Rio Grande. Uh, they told us right where to go. We got picked up. Uh, within eight hours, we were on a bus or a plane heading to fill in the blank. And now we're staying in this hotel and they're feeding us pretty well. Don't really like the spices they use, but, you know, really, we're, we're getting fed pretty well. Uh, that just attracts more migrants. Um, it's, again, this, this was lunacy to go down this path of secret negotiations on an issue that the public was strongly supportive of us on. And I think we really could have used the leverage for their desire for Ukraine funding to actually force a president who wants an open border, who caused this problem, to secure the border. But, you know, McConnell blew it. No, Ed and Lankford um, as well, which is, is disappointing uh, to see these people, you know, going along with it. Do you think America, you know, I think at this point, you know, there needs to be conversations about deportations, you know, given the amount of people that have come in here or come to the United States under Joe Biden. Do you think Americans are aware of just how bad the situation is and how many people have come here illegally? 
uh, under Joe Biden? No, the only reason it's become a political issue for Democrats, again, they did this for three years and paid no political price. You know, it should have been a red wave in 2022 just on this issue alone. But the only reason there's any awareness now is because Mayor Adams in New York, uh, with a fraction, you know, it's under 2% of the total uh, illegal immigrant flow of over 6 million, uh, that small fraction is going to destroy New York City. You have the mayor of Chicago, you know, basically saying the same thing. So they're they're getting the attention of the media. The media can no longer ignore this. Well, of course, their solution is, well, send us more money. Uh, hire more agents to more efficiently process and disperse the, the migrant flow. Uh, that's not a solution. That, that's just going to exacerbate the problem. But uh, no, you know, unfortunately, enough Americans simply aren't aware because of our highly biased media uh, that simply doesn't hold President Biden accountable for this catastrophe. And it is a catastrophe. I mean, this isn't just affecting New York City and Chicago. This is affecting little, little towns like Whitewater. Their school systems, their law, their you know, public safety systems are being overwhelmed by the migrant population now. You know, not to mention if we end up having some sort of terror attack and we, we've let in like Ch- Chinese men, you know, Russians, Iranians, Hamas, you know, God knows whatever else has crossed the, the southern border and, and who knows what their nefarious reasons are for, for getting these people into our country. Unfortunately, we'll probably have to find out the hard way with that. And I do I do, do want to underscore that point, because so many of these uh, groups from different countries, these are military age men. When, when you hear of unaccompanied children, I mean, you immediately think of you know, little two and three-year-olds, right? The vast majority, I mean, when I was chairman of the committee, I think it was over 70% of unaccompanied children are 15 and older, 17 and older. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're almost military-age men. They're, they're certainly gang member-age men uh, or unaccompanied children. So, again, the American public just does not understand the gravity of the situation, the, the fact that this open border policy is a clear and present danger to America because, by and large, the, the media has covered up for Joe Biden and hidden this from them. We've got to take a quick commercial break. More with Senator Ron Johnson on the other side. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Now they're looking to do uh, some sort of supplemental on funding for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, Gaza. The list goes on. Um, We've already given, like, over $100 billion to Ukraine and, and weaponry to, you know, financial aid. Even mainstream outlets have reported that we don't know where the weapons are going, that we don't know where the ammunition's going, that we've sent, you know, a portable Stinger anti-aircraft missiles. They could end up in the wrong hands. Uh, where is this money going and, and how is it being spent? What should we be concerned about? Well, I know some of the money that they're proposing is going to go to restock our own stockpiles, which I guess is a valid uh, use. But I keep asking the question, what, what are we spending $880 billion to your United Defense Department? Now, so, you know, it, it does drive me nuts. All the, well, this is supplemental. So certainly we don't have to pay for it. No, we should pay for it. There's $400 billion of green energy boondoggle spending that Goldman Sachs will, said will actually cost us $1.2 trillion. We ought to rescind some of that at a minimum before we you know, just go ahead and you know, spend $110 billion of money we don't have. But in terms of where the money's going, I mean, the bottom line is the average age of Ukrainian soldiers right now is 43. Uh, Russia has four times the population, a much larger industrial base. They, they are producing uh, four and a half million of these 522 millimeter shells uh, firing off about 10,000 a day. Uh, Ukraine and the West aren't even close to that. It'll take us till 2025, I think, to get up to two and a half million. So the, the, I point this out because Russia will not lose this war. I mean, we can hope, we can pray, um, we can, and it's true, Putin is an evil war criminal, but he's not going to lose this war. I mean, losing the war is existential to Putin. You know, we know famously how Russia. I mean, they are willing to endure untold losses not to be beaten. So why do we think that Ukraine, with you know, military-age men averaging 43 years right now, I've heard reports that, yeah, send us more weapons, but we don't have the people to, to use them. Um, at some point in time, you have to recognize that reality and realize the only end of this thing is going to be a negotiated settlement. We're not going to like the result. Uh, but every day that goes by, more Ukrainians die. More Russian conscripts die. I take no joy in that. I mean, these people being yanked out of their villages and put on the front line to be cannon fodder, and more of Ukraine gets destroyed. So our strategy, I don't see a strategy to ending this thing. I just see a strategy for fueling the fire for a bloody slaughter stalemate. Our our strategy ought to be, what can we do to bring Putin to the negotiating table to just end this thing? Just end it. I mean, that seems to be a theme uh, with the United States is, you know, we're great at starting wars. We don't really have a vision for how they end. Uh, You know, I've kind of expressed that concern from the beginning with this of that. I think that we're going to end up or Russia is going to end up with sort of the territory that they've had from the beginning, you know, like the Donbass region and and various parts. uh, And we'll have gone through, you know, this massive human toll and, you know, countless amounts of money to, to really end up where, you know, Russia was from the beginning. Um, 
you know, on you the know, margins. I, I can provide some insight because I was the only member of Congress as chairman of the uh, European Subcommittee on Foreign Relations that attended uh, Zelensky's inauguration. I went back a couple months later with uh, Chris Murphy, who's my ranking member. So, so we met with Zelensky. And at that time, he knew it wouldn't be popular, but he, he wanted to do peace with Putin. He wanted to you know, recognize that he could displace Putin from, from eastern Ukraine or from Crimea, and he just wanted to settle it, peace, and move forward, try and uh, defeat corruption in Ukraine. Um, we do, as Americans, need to retrospectively take a look at what, what, what's been the result of our foreign entanglements. Like, you know, 58,000 people lost in Vietnam, and that turned out how? Um, take a look at Afghanistan. Take a look at Iraq. Take a look at Ukraine. So, so we certainly supported, if not fomented, the revolution of digni dignity in 2014. Um, okay, I mean, I think we're supporting the freedom people of Ukraine, but the result of that has been, lar you know, a large chunk of Ukraine has been utterly destroyed. 100,000 Ukrainians and Russians killed, you know, hundreds of thousands more wounded. Um, at some point in time, you got to look at this and go, yeah, this, you know, this strategy of uh, us trying to be the world's policeman or, you know, fighting for everybody's freedom, um, maybe it's not turning out too well. Uh, they may be free, but a lot of them are dead. So again, I mean, listen, I'm an American first guy. I think we are the good guys, but I, I think our governments, I think certain administrations, I think put us in some pretty bad situations that don't turn out too well. And I think the American public needs to ask some pretty tough questions and again, go back in history and take a look at, okay, well, this is what we're told. By the way, we're being told the same thing as we were told in Vietnam, you know, their, their body counts, you know, tanks destroyed, um, if we if we don't do this, it's going to be the domino effect, and you know, you know, it's going to take. Then it's going to be Poland, and then it's going to be war in NATO. It's going to be a nuclear holocaust. I don't know. You know, Putin didn't take over Ukraine. This has been highly costly to him. I would think he would be pretty reluctant to bite off even more than he can't chew. Well, you know, and also Ukraine has a history of corruption. So, you know, there's concerns there as well. Um, you know, I wanted to get into you took some heat for for speaking at Capitol, a uh, Capitol Hill screening about January 6th. Uh, what hasn't been reported about what happened that day? What What is the truth? Oh, I didn't realize I took any heat, but. Oh, there's I saw some uh, there was there was. but It's OK. <laughs> they, they, didn't call, they didn't call me a conspiracy theorist, did they? I don't. I'd have to go back and look at the article. I was researching for the interview. So <laughs> happens all these conspiracies I, I'm accused of. Yeah, you're used to it, sir. <laughs> turn out to be true. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, my main point on January 6th is we haven't even be begun to be told the truth. Um, I mean, there I entered into the record during that joint Senate committee. I, no, I was no longer chair, so uh, Gary Peters and Amy Klobuchar had turned, taken over the chairs of Homeland Security and the Rules Committee. I wasn't even ranking member, so you had Rod, Rob Portman on that. So I'm just a member. And so I entered into the record uh, J. Michael Waller's expert testimony, his eyewitness account. He taught the War College. He literally went to January 6th just to observe. He didn't know what was going to happen. And so before he listened read a news account or watched any TV shows, he literally wrote down a 14-page eyewitness account of what he saw. And it stood the test of time. He saw four very distinct groups of what he called provocateurs. Those are the people that were kind of the tip of the spear and, and uh, you know, certainly started the violence. Uh, he saw a, a, a reasonably jovial, happy crowd 
uh, all of a sudden turn angry when, you know, munitions are being fired at them, you know, smoke canisters hitting young women in the, in the forehead and causing them to bleed. And that kind of, quite, you know, the crowd started to say, hey, what, what are you doing? We support you guys. Why are you, why are you firing munitions at us? So his account has stood the test of time. Uh, when I entered it, Amy Klobuchar went out in the hall and accused me immediately of being conspiracy theorists and entering a conspiracy theory into the congressional record. I've never gotten an apology, by the way. There are so many of these characters that have been identified, you know, Pink Beret Lady, you know, the guy, the guy with the rabbit ears hat, uh, you know, Ray Epps, can't mention his name. I mean, it's just unexplainable. What, what, what who are these people? What were they doing? You know, they, they seem to be some of the provocateurs, and yet the FBI has no interest in them whatsoever. I mean, the, the pipe bombs, uh, you know, there's been more video released there going, what pulled off there? I mean, you, you know, somebody walks over to apparently, I think it was the Secret Service uh, vehicle and, and informs them that there's something out there. And they just sit there not worried about it at all. They let school children walk on by. So no, there are so many oddities, uh, together with the fact that you know, my, my staff, I still have investigatory staff. We went in and very early looked at the video. Again, there's so many, there's tens, there's thousands and thousands of hours of video, so you can only do so much with limited staff. We're the ones that uncovered uh, over 300 people just entered peacefully through the West Terrace door that was open to them. You know, no fighting, they just entered the Capitol, the people's house. Um, and, and those people are paying a very heavy price for not doing the smartest thing in the world. So again, the, 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 the trampling of people's rights, the right to a speedy trial, the overcharging, which I think is grotesque. I hope the Supreme Court uh, overturns a lot of this, you know, overcharging under, is it Sarbanes-Oxley uh, or Dodd-Frank? You know, one, one of the, again, some statute about obstructing based on financial records that's being applied to the January 6th. I mean, it's just a travesty of justice. Uh, people languishing in solitary confinement and, and the D.C. jail without trial, without a speedy trial. I mean, this I was hoping good you know, defenders and, and good judges would see the injustice of this, and particularly in comparison to the summer rioters that our sitting vice president encouraged people to bail out of jail. But I guess, I guess those were righteous riots. You know, the, only one was an insurrection. The 570 during the summer of 2020, a couple of people died in Kenosha, you know, blocks of Kenosha set ablaze and ruined. Uh, those are peaceful protests. No, it's it's again, it's it's not it's not a fair fight. It's not a level playing field. Well, she did say she was proud of Jacob Blake, the guy who pulled a, a knife on two police officers, which, you know, kicked off the Kenosha stuff. Quick break. More with Senator Ron Johnson. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. 
So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're right. I feel like yesterday's conspiracy theory is tomorrow's truth. Uh, They always seem to be right. Uh, Another one of those is the vaccines. You know, we're we're seeing a huge dip in the amount of Americans willing to get the COVID vaccine now. Uh, Are are people waking up? I think so. I think Ramsonson said that uh, more than half of Americans believe they know somebody who was killed by the COVID vaccine. Uh, You're seeing all this sudden adult death syndrome. We always heard of SIDS. Uh, Now it's it's sad, you know, sudden adult death syndrome. I mean, famous people. Uh, And and what drives me nuts is the news media report on this, and they never ask the question, like, well, when when they get their last booster, uh, they're not doing autopsies. If they do autopsies, they're not standing for spike protein. Again, collectively, the medical establishment, public health officials, they don't want to know. And they're hiding things. As well, I mean, I've written close to sixty oversight letters having something to do with COVID or the vaccines. I just get the middle finger from the agencies, but you know, some of those, you know, I write about hot lots, which are almost indisputable. There, there's been more information on dosing available. Uh, I, I came up with a calculation, which is also being verified by others, but you know, about twenty five point one deaths per million doses of the COVID vaccine. You compare that to the flu; it's about 0.46. So it's a 55-fold increase of deaths per million doses in COVID, but oh, nothing to see here. You know, 37 deaths worldwide, 37,000 deaths worldwide, 24.4% of those reported on VAERS occurred on day zero, one, or two after vaccination. I mean, okay, I re- realize VAERS doesn't prove causation, but man, that's correlation that ought to concern everybody. But uh, I, think, I think more people are have their eyes open. There's, you know, the, the very low uptake of more mRNA vaccines, I think kind of proves that people are highly suspicious of this. But our federal health agencies, I mean, I, I'm still hearing, you know, ad advertisements paid for by the American taxpayer, I'm sure, on uh, your radio shows, that kind of stuff, pushing, you know, get your booster, get your booster. Um, and we're just not, we're not looking at the science. You know, it's we're not following the science at all. We're not re- recognizing that science has been thoroughly corrupted. But I think more people are opening up their eyes. My, my eyes have been opened wide. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. You've been such a bold voice. I, I know you've taken you know a lot of heat as we were kind of joking around earlier, but you, you sincerely have. Um, unfortunately, you're able to win re-election. Uh, you know, even after really talking about things that people did not want you talking about. 
Um, you know, as we head into election, this presidential election, what should Republicans make this election cycle about? Well, we cannot lose sight of the border. It, it is our top priority. Um, you know, I, I'm arguing, arguing strenuously inside the conference is, you know, yeah, I mean, this bill that McConnell engineered is awful. It's got to be killed. But we can we need to continue to fight to secure the border. That's what the American people expect. You can't give up that fight just because an awful process produced an awful bill. You know, let's go back to square one and let's make the, the public case. So, you know, the border is certainly President Biden's, I think, worst uh, vulnerability. But man, I mean, the fact that a dollar you held at the start of the Biden administration is worth 85 cents. Yeah, inflation rates are down, but that damage has already been done. You know, their war on fossil fuels, the, you know, the, the embarrassing and dangerous surrender in Afghanistan, which has emboldened our adversaries around the world, you know, prompted uh, or certainly encouraged uh, Putin to invade Ukraine. I mean, the world's in flames because of American weakness, because of Democrat governance. So to me, it's don't focus on Biden so much as just Democrat governance. I mean, they're, they're all they're all voting for and supporting things that are putting America on a path of destruction. But in terms of winning elections, first of all, we need to unify, uh, stop engaging in circular fire squads. And I realize that's, uh, you know, maybe a little tough coming for me as I've been obviously highly critical of Leader McConnell. But we, we just can't we can't tolerate that kind of leadership that that is that is so utterly failing, that just isn't rising to the challenge of pushing back against this destruction that Democrats are are wreaking on our country. So we need better leadership, but you know, with, within the grassroots, you know, embrace people that agree with you 70, 80 percent of the time. You know, there shouldn't be purity tests, and we need to focus on grassroots, grassroots, grassroots. Uh, you know, neighbors talking to neighbors, friends, families. You know, people with their eyes open that are getting educated, that are understanding of the destructive nature of Democrat governance and banding together and coming out in droves and just giving Democrats a real thumping. Teach them, hopefully once and for all, you know, get them out of, out of these positions, allow uh, Republicans to gain control with, with a, a Republican president, and then hold Republicans accountable, you know, starting with let's make sure we've got good leadership. No, I agree. Yeah. And, and, you know, now Ronna McDaniel is stepping down. So hopefully we can get someone in there that, uh, you know, is going to get the job done than the past failed elections that we've seen under her watch. Um, Senator Ron Johnson, it's always an honor to have you on the show. Uh, really appreciate you making the time and just bringing all this information to light into the show. Let, let me make just one point. Yes, on, please you know, do, sir. Uh, I remember Pat Toomey would often talk about Pennsylvania as Pittsburgh and Philadelphia with Alabama in between. You know, a lot of states are like that way. Uh, Wisconsin is. You've got Madison, you've got Milwaukee, you have other pockets of uh, liberalism. By and large, it's, it's a red state. The problem is all those red counties are the rural areas. So it's so much easier for Democrats to go mine votes in a few big cities, you know, energize them on, on you know, an issue like abortion, which is what they've done effectively in Wisconsin. Republicans have to go fight for every vote in every little small town throughout the states, throughout America. So it is a much more difficult task. And we don't have the billionaires because our billionaires get attacked. They get doxxed. You know, left-wing billionaires can, you know, funnel money through the internet. Uh, you take a look at, uh, you know, the, the smurfing that's occurring through Act Blue, which the FEC will not 
tell us whether or not they're uh, investigating it or not. But bottom line is, understand, Democrats have such an easier task. They've got the media with them. They have all the federal agencies that, uh, you know, Biden is weaponizing to, you know, help turn out their their base. Um, We've got a significant task. So the last thing we can tolerate is disunity. We, We need to understand we're not we're not each other's enemies. Our political opponent are the Democrats who are destroying this nation, and we've got to band together, and we've got to fight, and we've got to win the elections. I I 100% agree, sir, Um, and I I hope we get it done because I don't even want to know what this country would look like with another four years of Biden or or Kamala or or whoever else they're thinking about replacing him with. So, um, At some point, it's unrecoverable. I always remind people, you know, Venezuelans voted themselves into poverty in a couple decades. They did it to themselves. We're doing it to ourselves right now. That's a good point. We'll pray for our country. Senator Ron Johnson, it's always an honor, sir. Take care. Stay well. That was Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Always love having him on the show. He's so interesting. Appreciate him making the time. Appreciate you guys at home for listening every Monday and Thursday. But of course, you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting the show together. Until next time. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.